Thank you, dude. <laughs> All right, so I want to give you a little intro before we get going. Um, okay, let's do it. And yeah, again, like I want to kind of, you know, we definitely will promote a few things that you have going on. But um, for those of you that are tuning in, that you, you know, if you don't know Dilly Bat, um, and first of all, thanks for coming here so early. Because Dilly Bat, you know, he's known for his bat life and like late nights, and it's what, 6 30 a.m. right now? We met here at 6 a.m. Yeah, almost and got, seven. And got the cameras. Yeah, it's seven now, but we were here probably like, you know, just after 6 a.m. Yep. Got set up. So up at living, five, texted you at five or five fifteen. You're on the bird life. Holy, I am a young bird the, today. The bat shape shifts into a bird every now and then. Hey man, sometimes you just got duty calls. You just got to take flight <laughs> in the morning, you know. Yeah, early yeah. morning flights. So I got Dilly Bat here. Um, he's uh, been a really good friend of mine for for many many years. Um, you know, he's he's ran his own company for for many years. He's worked for himself for a long time. Uh, he's a photographer, a videographer, an audio engineer, uh, a hip hop artist. Um, which you have an album coming out uh, on the 23rd, 1123, yes, is that what it's called? Yes, sir. 1123? Yes, sir. Yeah, so that's kind of the big thing, that, and, and I'm sure we'll get into it. Um, but before we get into kind of, you know, how you turned into Dilly Bat and how you created all this, I do want to kind of start from the beginning, and then we'll just kind of walk everybody through your life, because a lot of the stuff I might know already, but I also mm -hmm. don't know a lot of it, because we didn't really hang out that much when you were younger especially no we didn't and this like, coffee's very good by the way sir thank you sir for anyone that comes on this so, podcast in the future yeah you're I, lucky you just got to be careful though you you poop like a water slide so hopefully uh it doesn't disrupt the podcast it's no bathroom a, in here so it's not a problem man i can hold it <laughs> we'll pinch it um <laughs> so yeah why don't you tell me a little bit about like uh like where were you born um well i was born in a third world country in uh romania so europe uh, Shit. yeah, bro. when did you move here? So two weeks after being born, uh, I was adopted by a white family out in Warman. And that's how I got brought into the group of Warman boys. So two weeks. So you two were weeks. there for, you're two weeks like yeah. old and two. then you just, you came to Canada? Yeah. So, uh, my mom was 17 and my dad was in jail actually when this was all happening. So it was pretty chaotic. We lived in a mud house with like 17 people. Um, we had goats in the back. That was like what we did. We like had milk and all that kind of stuff like that. I don't know too much about my past or like my yeah. starting. Right. Because back in the day, like I'm 28 years old. Back in the day, they didn't have Google Maps. They didn't really keep track of right. stuff. And so there wasn't a lot of information, but that's the information that I was given. So after two weeks of being born, um, my mom came down from, I guess it would have been Saskatoon or Warman, whatever, Saskatchewan. Oh. Flew down. She couldn't have any more kids. And... Uh, I was the lucky kid that got adopted right from a mud house. Uh, and then so how, like, when once you got back into, like, you know, Warman or Saskatoon area, like, how did you handle all that? Was it ever, like, kind of, like, stressed you out, or were you so young at the time that it happened, you didn't really carry much trauma with Honestly, you? to be honest, like, I don't really feel like there was a lot of trauma. I feel like as I've been growing up into my older self, I've been learning more about the internal, like, some of the behavior, some of the ways I act. Right. Maybe it's something that, like... Maybe it's something I don't understand, but I never make excuses. Yeah. But as growing up, um, my mom and dad told me right away I was adopted. And I knew I was different from all the kids from right. the get-go. But I know I don't know, like, I was a happy kid growing up. And, like, I mean, I don't want to go too ahead yet, but I did get bullied a little bit. But, yeah. I mean, for the most part, like, I fit in. I was the one token brown kid in a white community, right? Man. So growing up as a little kid, like, my parents told me right away, I'm adopted. Yeah. 
and this is why you're different. You're special. That says a lot about your parents to make, you must have felt like you were part of the family and like loved. Oh yeah. Because if you're not feeling like that much trauma from like, you know, just not really knowing maybe like where exactly you came from or like not knowing your parents that well. Exactly. And to not carry any like that, you know, I don't want to call it baggage, but whatever. Yeah, the so they internal must have done a good job of yeah. It. yeah, like really kind of like you know making you feel like you were family. Yeah, and, and you I'm, are family. You know? Well, hundred percent, man. It's weird. I actually, <laughs> I look like my dad a little bit, not a lot, yeah, but yeah. it's weird to think that like I'm adopted into this family, and people say all the time, "Dilly, you look like your dad." And I'm like. <laughs> not to relate. We're not related. My but dog with your dad, but it's like even like people when they get a dog. You hang out with them so much, oh, yeah. like some people start to almost like look like they're. No, pet. no, everybody that has a dog, yeah. you look like your dog, hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. Yeah. Even Devin, if you're watching this, like if Devin was a dog, yeah. he would be Lenny, hundred yeah. percent. Or uh, who man. else has a dog that? You just um, morph into people sometimes, or, or pets. You know, I don't know how them. that works. I feel like subconsciously you pick the dog that looks like you, or the dog <laughs> yeah. you would be, maybe. Yeah. I've never had a dog, but. Huh. Um, so then, what what kind of uh, what kind of kid were you? Like, were you? Um, <laughs> Were you like crazy super, little fucker? Were you like were you like really outgoing and like just like mm-hmm. a wild dude? Wild kid, wild kid, just did whatever. Um, I was very friendly, like yeah. overly friendly. My, my my parents were like scared of how friendly I would be. Like I would just go like go have supper with people at the block. I just right. invite myself over, go have supper, and just like someone would call my mom, and be like, "Hey, Dylan's here, and he's gonna have supper with us." And they'd yeah. be like, "Okay." I was so crazy. Like anytime I had a chance. And I kind of remember this a little bit. This is back when Zellers was a thing. Um, Zellers? Zellers, man. Wow. We're bringing yeah. it way back. That's how, that's how old this is. But I was such a crazy kid that they would put me on a fucking harness when I would, like, be... When my mom would be shopping with me because any moment that I could... You're one of those kids on a leash. I, and not just, like, one of the nice yeah, little backpack yeah. things. Like, back in the day, it was, like, pretty much it was a dog leash that yeah. was, like, a little backpack. It was brutal. I could actually wow. remember it. That's if you can think of, like, a dog man. leash... But like with two holes that you put your arm in, that's what I would like wear. Yeah, and because arms, yeah. yeah, no word of lie, because I would run away. I would just run. Really? I'd run away until I get lost, and then I would like wow. pretty much go to get found. And I did it so often. I did it so often. You could even ask my mom that she would just like wait at the front where the doors were and just really? wait for me to come there. Like it got to the point where she just was like used to it and would just wait for me and like not even care and i'd be like worried or scared so you were kind of like destined to like be on your own like kind of working this whole you maybe not destined but whatever it's like you're built for this i was built for this like this type of lifestyle that you're living because you travel a lot you're always going all over the place the gypsy Um, of all gypsies everyone's like i'm a traveling gypsy i'm like i'm a real gypsy i'm like from the land the blood (laughs) the mud of gypsies so like that's why i travel a lot and that's why like that's awesome man that's why i'm so when because i know you kind of like stumbled upon and you kind of knew that you liked being creative and you like you know i I remember back in the day like i I went to talent shows and you were like doing beatboxing and like (laughs) rapping like you kind of always had that in you where a lot of people i find it takes them a long time to find something that they they like and that they're passionate about so they're always you know you know for for me including in this like i i always struggle with like wow what do i like but then here's you it's like you knew that you like to be on stage you knew that you, you had that energy that you know you're more of like an extrovert you'd like that attention and yeah. it was good and you, you thrived in it from so, a young what, age yeah man. like when was the first time that you started being like oh shit like i this this is what i want to do like what was kind of the first thing <sighs> i'm was trying like, to think well a talent show like a camera thing okay i'm trying i'm trying to think because 
the first thing that really led me to all of my type of arts was beatboxing. And I'm pretty sure... That was big back then. Yeah, it was cool back in the day. Yeah. Um, my first show, and I'm pretty sure I actually still have a photo of this. I must have been like 13, 14 years old, maybe. I actually still have some footage online. So so one was at Bible Camp, uh, Redberry Bible Camp. So yeah, shout out to Corwin. Yeah, shout out to Corwin. He's coming on here too. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Good man. Yeah. But that was one of my first performances. And the other one was actually at... Uh, um, a church. It was just like a talent show, but it was inside a church, and that was like my first time. And actually, if you really want to go see it, you can right now. It's Lil G beatboxing. It's still on there, mm. and it's me as a little kid. I got a bandana on, a jersey, uh, some circus shoes with pink laces. I got to remember it like yesterday. Sick. And Corwin's like, "Hey," he's like, "You're gonna go up and beatbox. You're awesome." Wow. And I just was like, I was like a little bit scared, but I just I enjoyed it. I enjoyed right. entertaining people and making them happy and having that wow just from a young age i always loved it and so like i couldn't even say like i guess that was the start of it yeah but it's always kind of been in me like it's mm. always just like it's not even like it's almost out of my control it's part of it. it's like destiny it's like it's just been yeah. a part of my it's life who you are 100 percent. so then after that show what else did you kind of like dabble in that you tried to like find that excitement again like you did that show and then yeah. like were you like looking to perform more like did you be like oh shit like i gotta do that again like well i i don't know if it was exactly like i felt exactly like that right. but i think it just kind of started coming more natural mm. and just um like after that is beatboxing then i started to rap oh, but yeah. i started rapping with like little mp3s excuse me the coffee got me burping yeah yeah um but uh yeah, so, like, I started with MP3 recordings in, like, grade 7, um, recording raps, and then from there, uh, I moved to a program called Audacity, and I started recording, like, a shitty little microphone, um, and then I remember I did a school talent show again where I performed under the name Lil G, oh, yeah, uh, and I just knew then that I was just like, yeah, this is, like, what I want to do. I don't know exactly where I want to go or what I'm going to yeah. do with it, but I just knew I liked doing it, and anytime I had an opportunity... I was down to do it. I remember yeah. even sending, I had to type out my lyrics and send them into the principal to make sure like it oh, was yeah, okay yeah. Nice. because they didn't want me like being a hooligan on stage, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's like the start of everything and it's a little bit blurry because it's so long ago, right. but there are some really distinct moments in my life that I remember being on stage and remember like this, like this like life. I even remember one time, actually I can recall in grade one when Mr. Thomas, uh, and I'll let you go back. But Mr. Thomas came to the room, pulled me out of the room. And he's like, hey, he's like, you're going to come into the gym and you're just going to be a really cool dude. And it was just like the weirdest shit ever. But I was a kid and I didn't understand it, but I could remember it like yesterday. And so like, I just remember like them pointing to the door and it was like some kind of play or something, but I didn't know what was going on. And I just came in and I just remember everybody was cheering loud for me. And I was just like, had my hands up and I was just like dancing and like, Billy Bat was born. It was like so weird. It was just like, yeah. and now thinking back on it, it's actually hilarious, but that's kind of like the start of it all little bits and pieces yeah. throughout my young life and then kind of carried on. And I always liked it. And then I just kept trying things yeah. that really nobody else was doing. That's awesome, man. It's such a blessing. Like, I know you said it was like a little bit blurry. It's not like it was crystal clear, like, oh, you know, you want to do this. No, but yeah. Even just to like, almost like trust the path that you're on. You don't know where it's leading, but it's like, you know, that it feels right. And you just continue down that path. You know, so many people are just kind of lost in the sauce. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of nice to have like, at least found something that, you know, 
for sure makes you feel good. Yeah, I just enjoyed it. Yeah. That's that awesome, was it. Man. That was legit it. So like, you know, now, you know, maybe we'll fast forward into like high school, like when you're getting close to graduating now. Like what did you think was gonna happen out of high school? Like were you going to school? Did you were you just <laughs> looking for, for like to get employment or were you like, I gotta start my own business? Like what did you do out of high school? Oh, like out of high school I was like really bad at school because I couldn't focus. I hate I hated school. You and me both had, buddy. Had no interest in it. Um, so I knew for sure that I wasn't going to go to college. I knew that right off the bat. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not going to college. I didn't know why, but I was just like, I'm not going to waste my time doing it. Yeah. And my mom and dad, I remember them kind of pushing me to like do something, but they didn't push me like into anything that I didn't want to do because what's the point in putting your kid through something in general that like they're not going to use or like if they don't know and even like the EAs or TAs, would you call them teacher assistants or EAs? I don't know. One yeah. of the two. Yeah. I remember them saying like, you know, take a year off before you go into anything and just get a good feel for the work life and then right. figure out what you want to do. Yeah. I remember that specifically being told, I can't remember which teacher, but I just remember that being said to me and it really stuck with me. So Smart, man. It's, a lot of people do that. Like, it seemed logical to me and everybody yeah. else, like all my buddies that like knew what they were, they knew what they were going to do in grade 11 and grade 12 and they're still doing it today. So like yeah. hats off to those guys because like they yeah. went to school for the first four years of their life or five years after their life of civil engineering or CAD CAM engineering, yeah. you know, like Cody Oxeter or like Raheem, Raheem. Uh, Ahmad, or I, I, how you say, I don't know if it's how you say his last name. Hopefully I didn't butcher it. I just call him Ahmadi. <laughs> I always just say stupid shit, just <laughs> dumb nicknames. But those guys knew what they were going to do before. And so when I came out of high school, I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. I was just yeah. like, well, I'm going to work. And that's a scary time, like, out of high, it's like, you know, because it's so easy just to be in high school. You just show up on time, you do Straight the classes, up. you got friends, you got gym class, and then all of a sudden Straight you're out up. of high school, and now it's like, you got no teacher or principal to, like, kind of hold your hand and guide you. Now it's like, hey, like, figure it out. Like, no one can make this answer for you, so it's like, you yeah. just have to make a decision. So, that's so what, exactly what did it. you do? Like, you just went to I went job. to work, man. I just worked, uh... I was working at Subway at the time when I was in school. I remember. So I was I the Subway, the Subway. Sub Ninja. They called me because I was fast at making subs, and everyone yeah. liked to get their sub made by me. So I did Subway for a while. Um, did a I bounced between like probably ten jobs, man. I hated yeah. all of them. Yeah. And I never settled. I yeah. didn't know what my answer was, but I never settled. So I worked pretty much my whole life up until the point where I ended up going into Dilly Bat Productions. I started Dilly Bat Productions six years ago in july so that means 28 so i would have been 22 in july okay. when i started that so, so like four years out of high school four, five, yeah five. four so four years of working uh construction jobs hated those oh i couldn't see you doing construction holy shit was i bad at construction i'm not and i'm not saying you'd be bad i just no i was horrible like I, I feel like you'd hate it i hated just knowing it. you i hated it wow yeah so man worst. those are such good lessons like to to just keep trying new things and figure out what it is you know you yeah, I never, don't I never gave up. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah. and it was like, you know, while this is happening, everybody else at this point now is starting to make some money. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, freshly moved into a house where my buddy just bought a house with his friend. That's Ryan and Shaden. Yeah. And I'm like, well, fuck, I'm just this dude who rents. I don't even have enough money to really like, really like do much. And everybody else is kind of starting to do good. And it's I a tough have, thing on the ego too. Oh, like it's it, a tough it, thing, man. You can like beat yourself up a lot. Hundred percent. All my friends. I think you had that house on the east side there at the time. I think, but you uh, were you were making you yeah. were making money. You know, back like or decent. Like, I was you know, making money, but I hated my life. Well, there you go. You know, but I didn't know that. You know, right, yeah, and uh, I had no clue. But you know, so you you know you had the the truck and all this stuff, yeah. and I was like, man, like everybody around me was doing cool shit, and here I am hating 
my life and I'm like man we're our own worst enemies because here you are in your own head and I'm in my own head where it looks from afar like everything's fine and dandy oh he's got a house a truck but it's like I'm going stir crazy just like you are dude so and you don't funny, know you man. don't really know what's going on right yeah. so that's always good in general to be kind to people don't ever yeah. judge because you just don't know what people are going through in general exactly I was judging thinking you were living a life and here I am yeah. mentally in the same spot you are yeah and those were the darkest like I think from ages of like right out of high school probably till about 22, 23, were like, till I started Dilly Bat Productions, were like dark, dark days yeah. for me. Yeah. But uh, that, that, and that came from hating my job and not making any money. Right. And so I couldn't get my brain out of like any other thought process besides I needed to make money to survive. I hated what I wanted to do. So then it would just be a trap. On the weekends, I just wanted to party. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? I just wanted yeah. to party because it was a getaway. And how many people do that? It's still to this day. Yeah. You know, the only difference now between me partying now and before is I don't party because I hate my life or I'm getting away from right. anything or because it's the only thing I do it's a choice I like yeah. to be social yeah. I love people and being a single guy of course you know yeah you know chasing girls yeah it's, for it's, sure. it's how it goes so what was the catalyst to kind of get you out of that dark spot and get you to start dilly bat was there huh. something in particular that was like, there was a very particular this. moment yeah, in my yeah. life that changed my life like I was like dark dark times man like I don't I guess I could talk about it because I've never talked about it ever Speaking before it. but yeah. it's on the album um, but the song's like four and a half years old, but I was already talking about it from like a year or two of perspective from that. So it's like the idea of it was six years old, but in, I was in a dark place. Like I fucking was like, I had like suicide on my mind, like heavy yeah. and like, it's not something you want to admit, but when I know now that I would never ever consider just cause I have a different perspective, I'm totally okay sharing that because yeah. a lot of people see me as a happy guy yeah. and would have never guessed that I had those type of thoughts in my head those type of feelings and that's a real thing to lots of people so yeah. i think it's good to share that so it, it was really dark for me i didn't care i hated my life i was like ready to like be done with it i actually got a tattoo to remind me yeah. of like of why i do what i do so before i get to that what really changed my life it's mushrooms actually mm. i uh <laughs> i did four grams of mushrooms after a night of uh uh, drinking this is back when Bailey's was still a place on 8th yeah, Street when we used to yeah. go to Bailey's yeah. and I came back and I was with my buddy uh, or our buddy Josh Dole and uh, we were just sitting there and we just did a bunch of mushrooms I really wanted to do them and it was late at night and I rem I kind of like in and out remember but like it took over me within like the first 30 40 minutes like and I think that's kind of fast but it took over it's me pretty ready, quick yeah. yeah and we didn't even leave the driveway and I actually remember like I bawled my eyes out and cried and let everything out. And that was the first time of me ever doing anything like that before. Like mm. I, I never talked about my feelings, never talked about my darkness, anything. Never right. talked about it because I didn't know how. I actually had no clue how. Yeah. And I didn't even like, sometimes you don't even know all the bullshit that's inside of you. Well, that's a nice until... thing with some of these plant medicines. They're not like, they're not escape drugs. They're sometimes it makes you face whatever you're dealing with. 100%. So it's, kind of a nice, it's not like a little getaway you're not like escaping well that's what i thought it was too. like yeah, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't even like i was like yeah, escape escape yeah but that's kind of what the idea was is yeah. let's have fun i have no clue what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah, so the first like, nah. the first 30 or 40 minutes and this is what really changed my whole life the first 30 or 40 minutes i like cried my eyes out let it all out but then after i like felt this like sense of peace hmm. and we had a fun rest of our night and it like carried on until the morning because mushrooms last like eight hours yeah, yeah. so I'm not going to go into detail of how that night went, but it was really good. But the first 40 minutes was like my darkest shit ever. Right. And Just making he, you deal with that and process those, and those emotions. And who knows, you know, if depending on who that person would have been, it could have been bad. But 
my vibe told me that I was out of I wasn't in control at that time and that this needed to happen and I was like with the guide and Josh right. was the perfect person he like just got closer to me and he's like yeah. it's like I kind of snapped out of it he's like you you don't realize kind of just what happened and I kind of like started it's like it's like it was like in a new another world for a second and right. that really let me get so much negativity out yeah. after that I feel like that was when the start of no shit me as a young kid started like starting really understanding wow. the communication process and understanding yourself. I still wasn't nearly there compared to where I am today, right, but course. that was the start. And I don't yeah. know what would have happened to my life if I wouldn't have um, if I wouldn't have done mushrooms that night because I was not open to drugs. I never smoked weed in high school. I smoked weed after high school. Right. Never did cocaine in my life, um, and like just. Fuck, it was crazy, man. You know, I didn't try any kind of drugs in high school. I was just a straight shooter. And then... And then just... And like, drank. Drank. Okay, I drank, but... Everybody, that's yeah. the gateway drug. Yeah, no exactly. And then else, and then did the mushrooms, and that's what kind of started it. And after that... Um, Before man. you get into the... Um, after that, I do yeah. want to say, just so everybody knows... Um, that doesn't happen every time with mushrooms. So don't hear this and been like, oh, no. I'm just going to eat a bunch of mushrooms and like trip balls. No. Be careful with that. Set and setting is yeah, huge. Yeah, I'm not condoning anyone to do any yeah. type of drugs at all. You do it at your own uh, risk and your own uh, yeah. your own influence. But that's just what helped me. Yeah. No, it's awesome. I love it. It's good honesty. It um, is. It's some real shit. It's good to share that too because everyone sometimes thinks your life's just all glory and all this yeah. type of shit. It's not. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, and so now, now that you had like this kind of a, you know, rebirth or awakening, mm -hmm. um, even though everything's not crystal clear, I know like just with time, we always evolve, we get better, you know, yep. you're still young then, but at least it kind of um, help you heal some of your past traumas and some of your dark times. So yep. after that trip, um, what, what did you think? Were you just like, I need to start my own company? Like, it didn't happen was... that quick. No, eh? it was just, it was something that was like internally working that I didn't really know until later. Mm. Like I more appreciated that mushroom trip years later. Uh, I didn't realize it cause yeah. I didn't have perspective. I had yeah. no perspective at all. Right. You know, especially as 22 and a lot of people still don't have perspective. You don't learn it. You yeah. don't learn communication, you don't learn anything. So how are you going to have it when you don't know? Right. We're not taught that. So you know, luckily I had good friends and that, that trip really helped me out. But, um, yeah, like it didn't come till like later. I think, I think that really was like the new ground. And then really what started my business was just literally following my heart and not giving up. And my heart was in this art. And when I moved into this house with Ryan and Shaden, um, I just had came out of school for audio engineering. I was also the first class of six people in all of Saskatchewan to do the program so mm. it was new yeah I hadn't gone to school parents had some money saved away I said I really want to do this can I do it shout out to my mom and dad because honestly they not only did they raise me good but they took risks especially when you know you have pressure from other parents when parents are looking at you like what's your kid kind of doing yeah. they just kind of like they, they really supported me and let me do what I want to do awesome. with it was kind of like a bit of hesitation because they're like but I think they knew that I had something in me that they didn't know either. Right. So they're like, just do it. Because, like, we're just not going to be. You, they're like, if, at least it's going to make you happy. It's better than doing school for a year and not liking it and wasting yeah. the money. So I went to school for audio engineering. Fast track it. Finished living with these guys. I'm recording with people. Dilly Bat Productions really started. Like, the very start of it was really with Data Banks, to be honest with you. Which at the time didn't have any, any name at all. So he... I'm kind of trying to tell the fast story of it. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so he message. messaged me. 
said, I heard you mix music. At the time, nobody was really mixing music for hip-hop around Saskatoon because home studios weren't really a thing then. There was a couple people doing it. Home studios weren't a thing. Um, so Data was rapping back then, too. Data was already doing this thing before. I think he had Crazy. a name. I think his name was Curbside Preacher on MySpace. I'm not pretty sure. sure. MySpace. I'm not sure, though. Shout out to I, MySpace yeah, and Exopia. Shout out to MySpace. <laughs> it's no longer available, but <laughs> damn, it was cool. So he comes over, checks out the place. I go back over to his place. Here's some of his songs. Um, he's got he's got all he's got all the gear. Doesn't know how to run it. I know how to run it. Within a month after that, I moved in, and this is why I moved into his place. So I moved out of my best friend's place. I never ever one thing about me is I just I didn't even know myself, but I never stayed comfortable. Mm. Never stayed comfortable. So. Guys, like, you want to move in? If you move in, you can have the whole basement. The basement's not finished. It gives me a reason to finish the basement. I'll finish the floor. You move in there. You have an open space down there. You can have your bed. We're going to build a booth, and we're going to build a studio, and we're going to follow our dream. So your mind just went... And I'm like... You're like, oh, Yeah, because I was recording in a closet. Right. In my room with a single bed. Yeah. Yeah. I had a big bed. Literally. Is this a single? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So I was sleeping on this yeah. and you know, not that's a problem or anything, but that's just, that's where it was a small yeah. room and sit, sleeping on a single bed recording. And then he's like, here you go. And I was just like, I have to do this. Yeah. I have to, Crazy. I have no, I have, I like, I can't not do this. What a good feeling. So move in with him, start making all this music. We probably made 30 songs with him. Now at the time I'm not making music. So I had taken a break from music to go to school for audio engineering Previously, before that, I was the artist amongst two or three of the artists that was getting all the big shows. Right. Used to open up for every big act that would come in. And it was like, back in the day, people were really, really fucking with the hip-hop and stuff too. And people would come out to the shows. Like, right. it was, it was like a big deal. Like, it was a big thing. People were trying to, like, supporting us and seeing who's going to do what. So, I stopped doing the music, went to school for audio engineering, started producing all these hip-hop guys that had nowhere to record, started birthing some of these guys that now do their own thing, and yeah. uh, I just believed in them and knew they had talent, and so I started birthing them, moved into Data Banks's. I was shooting videos for myself as well, because yeah. I was a video guy, yeah. shot my first music for Data, Data Banks, and uh, mm -hmm. I remember after that day of shooting, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, and... Uh, and I'll shout out John Jones again, not the fighter, but that's uh, like Data's good buddy. Okay. And uh, those, um, I don't know if you've ever met him, but he's a good dude. And we met, he was there helping with the video shoots, first time I met him. And uh, I just, I said it to them too, and they didn't really say much, but that was the start of Dilly Bat Productions, to be oh, honest shit. with you. After I shot that video for Data, I just like started snowballing and getting more ideas and I can go yeah. more in depth but I'll yeah. stop it there that's where it started and on that note we're at 28 minutes before we get on to the next part I'm just going to turn on and off the camera oh yeah because these things okay. cut off at 30 minutes okay. so let's go here stopping that one okay look at me I prepared well um nice. if you want there's a red button on the back of there you could just press it and press it again um a red button yeah there's a red button if you can't see it for everyone that's on the podcast I'm making uh, Jesse go the extra mile. Uh, we're doing video, but the video's cut out at 30 minutes, and then you have to restart it, so we're just doing that right now. Um, okay, and I brought an extra battery for this one because I knew that that was going to happen. Is it on the bottom right? Um, I, I see a red button. I don't really recall, actually. No, it's okay. Um, I'm just going to come over there. How about that? Sure. And then you don't have to worry about nothing. You don't have to touch nothing. It's right here. 
Here, I wonder if I can. Uh, I'll just. Okay, that's back. recording. We're back on recording here. We're good. Stop, reset, start, and. While we're waiting, this podcast is brought to you by Rampage Coffee. <laughs> Thank you for hey, listening. Shout out to Rampage Coffee because <laughs> they hook a guy up with coffee all the damn time. And I love it. Alright, get comfy there so I can get focused, sir. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, we're back at it. Sweet. We're, we're back. Good. We're back. Sweet. Um, so yeah, we just left off. How with... did you How did you come up with the name Dilly Bat? <laughs> what, or who Who came up with that? What is that? Hmm, all about? Well, what's the history? So, my boy Shay Danger, or he's now Cashish. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's my main man. Shout out to him. Um, he used to call me a fruit bat. When a I fruit bat. <laughs> when I would eat fruit, he said I looked like a fruit bat. Like That's my funny. cheeks did this thing, and I looked like a fruit bat. Apparently, so huh. he started call, started calling me Dilly the fruit bat. That's what he started calling me. The fruit bat. Yeah, nice. the fruit Dilly the fruit bat, and then it went from that to Dilly the bat, and then Dilly bat. It's evolved into. And then it went to Dilly bat beats. So oh. I was doing the audio engineering thing. I hadn't quite turned over to production. Yeah. So it was Dilly bat beats. Okay. Dilly bat on the beat. Bitch, oh, that's yeah. what it was. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so it didn't have anything to do with bat life then. Not at the time. Because you really kind of like excuse. turned that into like a funny brand. Almost. Hell yeah! You know, like, I started that. I got yeah. that. Everybody knows about the bat life. I, yeah. I'm gonna end up making like some merch with it too. Yeah, for but, sure. But uh, yeah, it's Dilly Bat Beats. Actually, I have this is a random thing, but if you go back on to you Google YouTube or whatever, I have the highest viewed video in the world. It's called How to Send a Pro Tool Session. So I was doing tutorials. And it was you said the most viewed video in the world, or what did you just? Say? Yeah, it was. Well, it was it oh. was up until the last time that I checked, anyways. But for how to send a Pro Tools session. Oh, I see. So oh. my video was the top thing, and like you Google it, how to send a Pro Tools session, and my shit was the highest viewed video wow. in like the whole world because nobody had yeah. made a good one at the time. Right. But it was under Dilly Bat Beats. It's like, hey guys, Dilly Bat Beats here. Uh, today I'm going to show you guys how to send a Pro Tools session. Wow. Yeah, you can go look it up. So but it's cool to see, like, you know, it's, it's almost reminding me of like, like Gary Vaynerchuk when he was doing like the wine thing before it was cool and he was like sending emails before it was cool. It's like you were doing things behind the scenes before anybody really knew much about that scene or what was ahead for that. Yeah. It's like I was ahead of a lot paving, of shit and, and it's not always about who's first. It's about who does it right, to be honest yeah. with you. But and you did a bit of both. Yeah. You're first and you've been doing it right, which is why you're in business for how, how long? Six Eight, years now. Yeah. yeah six six years. years as of yeah. July 17th. Crazy. Yeah. Um, when Instagram started, I was one of the first people around here doing Instagram. Yeah. Before, and that's when I started the production company. Because I remember my first po- post. You probably could go back and look at it if you really want to go. It's a picture of my GlideCam, the GlideCam 5000. That was the, the like a, it's a little device to like kind of like uh, keep your video camera steady. Okay, I don't yeah, know why that yeah. was so confusing for me yeah, to yeah. say that, but <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so yeah, like I, I I was ahead of a lot of stuff, and when I started doing photo and video, I looked around. There was a couple guys doing video. I'm like, I think I can do it better. That's that's what my honest thought process yeah. was. And there wasn't a lot of people doing photo and video. There was a couple guys doing photo, and I turned it into a business. I yeah. I moved home, and uh, I, I mean I don't want to go off on a trail, but pretty much I was ahead of the curve with a lot of things. And I honestly feel like I stay ahead of the curve on a lot of things. A lot of things I don't even talk about. Like I have yeah. ideas and different plans for things I'm going to do. And I haven't done them yet, but when I do, people will follow. Yeah. Well, that's you the know. cool thing. Like, you're you're really just kind of like water, just never stagnant, never still. No. You're just always moving I'm and always moving. And, um, don't get comfortable. Yeah. like Move where the market goes. Yeah. You know, like, see what's happening. That's why people are like, Dilly, you're always on your phone. I'm like, yeah. 
but I'm always ahead of you, motherfucker. So like, what do you what do you want me to yeah. say? Yes, I'm on my phone, but I'm being productive on it, even if it looks like I know it's annoying when you're having a conversation. Yeah. Some of my friends always give me shit. Yeah. But I'm either interacting, answering twenty people in the DMs, text message, Snapchat, whatever it is. Yeah. But like, it's your business. Not only is it my business, but but it's knowing life. the newest information. It's a job in itself, but you either just naturally want to do it or you don't. Like, yeah. some people don't want to go on for more than 20 minutes and they're sick of it. It's just how you're built. Yeah, yeah, and, and, that's, and that's just it. It's how you're built. And I respect like, it all. Yeah, yeah. Just, I people, get in shit, but at the same time, I'm ahead of yeah, the curve. So, yeah. not on all things, but there are some things. Yeah. Like yeah, there. there's always a time and a place, you know, it's like I always like, you know, if I'm like in front of someone, I do my best to just not touch my phone and be like really engaging. Yeah, and I have a bad habit of that, but... I have good friends that call me out of my bullshit yeah, on everything, yeah. so I don't get to breathe. I don't get to do any bullshit. Yeah. So I have friends that call me out, you know, all yeah. the time. That's good. On numerous things besides the phone, but that's a main one. Yeah. I'm very aware. So could you like, um, you know, I'm just thinking about how you have your fingers in so many different things. Like, do you enjoy kind of, or would you do you sometimes think about? you know specializing in like just wedding photography no. or just music or do you like dabbling i like to dabble in a bunch of different That's stuff awesome. man i'm gonna be bored yeah. honestly i'll be bored if i just do one thing right i really don't even like i like weddings but only if i like yeah i just brought that up as an example yeah no yeah. but even like weddings it's like some people i know just focus on weddings in the summer yeah. i don't book that many because i want to do other things yeah i want to go travel i want to take a spontaneous trip i'm going to go to la here go promote the album i'm going to go out there just because i can yeah you know i like to be free Man, that's so huge. Like, I find, like, even for me, like, I, I love martial arts, but I, you know, it's, I like the training part of it, the coaching and, and competing every now and then. And there's mm -hmm. just so many different aspects to it. But, yep. um, you know, I just think that it's, it's important to, like, have that creativity in you where you're always, like, changing it up and then have something new and fresh as 100%. far as ideas go. Like, instead of you, like, just doing music videos or just weddings or just, you know, portrait photography. You know, it's kind of cool where it's like every job for you is like a little bit different. You're like, okay, everything's like different. I gotta adjust and I got to see this differently. I got to get different angles and 100% cool, dealing man. like it's a lot actually. It's a lot more yeah. than that too. Oh, I can dealing imagine. with the timelines, dealing with people, different types of people. Yeah. I actually really feel like from dealing with so many different types of people on my own, emails, phone calls, editing, color correcting, sending it off, everything on my own, and I take pride in doing that. I'm not complaining. I absolutely love it. But me, Doing that with so many people my whole life, man. I should, I honestly should have been a psychologist. I, sh I should have been a psychologist. I know it's funny to say, but uh, I understand people so well. Like yeah. I, 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 I can, under I understand, and that's why, like, I can put myself in all these positions naturally, without changing me, but adapting to somebody a little bit. Chameleon. Yeah, yeah, but not to the point where it's like you're being fake or anything yeah, like that. No, I'm still no. me. You know, I'm not I'm, even just adjusting your energy. It does, you don't have to change who you are. And adjusting like how you respond or talk yeah. with somebody. You know, everybody's got different levels, and I like really have found that one of my biggest talents, aside from doing the audio, photo, and video, like the art side, is directly dealing with people, being able to read the play, understand how they feel with not even saying it, intercept that, and respond in a way that is respectful. And gonna make sure everybody wins at all times, even if it's not gonna work in my favor. I'm always thinking about all these different things, yeah. and I think that's another reason why I'm still in business. I don't advertise, yeah. but people hear about yeah, how I treat things. people, how well I treat people, how my customer services, how far I go. I take pride in that because yeah. I don't know. Just when you do it like that, it's a lot long. It's a long game thing. Yeah, I'm a one man show right now, so like I'm not like scaling it up. I'm not making a shitload of money, but I'm happy, yeah. and a lot of people around me are happy that I've worked for them. And when people want Dilly, 
to do a project. They call me to do it. You know, like, do you ever think about, um, you know, like delegating some of the other, and I know you do, you've hired people for like random shoots and stuff. Mm -hmm. but do you ever think about like expanding to the point where you get like a full-time employee or do you, would you rather like a one man show for now? I'm a, I, I think I'll be a one man show for now. I, I honestly, money is like, I want to like, don't get me wrong. I want to be rich. I want to make lots of money, mm -hmm. but I want to do it in different terms. I think there's a different, I have a different idea of something I'm going to do in the next couple of years. That's not going to be Dilly Bat Productions. And I don't know if I want to take my art and love and then mix it with, I have already mixed it with business, but then go deeper into it because I've seen guys do it and they end up like losing the art side of it and not loving it as much. And it becomes more of a business and don't get me wrong. I like to run my business like it is a business, but I like to be free. Like I am free. Yeah. I think if I'm going to scale, it's going to be in something else. Right. And I have those ideas in my head, but I'm not going to say it until yeah. I actually start to do it. Yeah. But I'm okay to scale in this other area that I want to go because I understand that people come and go yeah. and that like relationships sometimes don't go perfect. I'm not sure if I'm willing to lose that. Yeah. With the video and photo, again, that's why I have my special tea. That's why I don't. I've been six years and I don't really have too many people with me because right. I want someone that just has the same energy, the same love, the same vibe. People have the talent, but there's a lot more that comes with it than just the talent. And I'm just yeah. looking for someone that I can vibe with and really be close with so that we can like do stuff. Because when I'm bringing someone on a shoot, it's not just me hiring you. It's like we're dealing with someone's important day here. I want to yeah. know that we're on the same vibe. And that'll make a much more difference, but it takes a lot longer. I could yeah. hire. There's a lot of people looking out yeah. for work. I could hire, but that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to go for a different type of vibe for the people that I want to be around me and around my brand. Yeah. And if that's nobody because I'm picky, that's fine. Yeah. Because when I think I scale, it'll be in something totally different where it can be a little bit more raw, a little bit more business, a little bit more structured, right. a little bit more like this is this and this, and this is what you got to do. And, you know, just pretty much straight to the point where, this kind of stuff's more like because it's art yeah. it's difficult to scale when yeah. you're dealing with emotion yeah. and when you're dealing creativity with and creativity and painting a picture for somebody else's yeah. vision yeah to be honest yeah what's your favorite part about your job like what do you what do you like the most is it like hip-hop perform like live performance or like shooting people's work like you know whatever event taking photos what's the what's your favorite part fuck i love it all man i couldn't even say um i like doing music videos Love music videos. I love doing... I actually like wedding photography and video a lot. Now I'm starting to like it more. Mm -hmm. um, I like it all. There's yeah. nothing I don't like. I'm I'm so, like, invested in all of it. Like, I've taken so much time in all these little areas that now I'm getting really good in all these little areas. But I still got a lot more to go. I don't yeah. think I'm great or anything. I think I'm doing good. Yeah. But I like so many different areas. It's hard nice. for me to decide. That's like, awesome. if someone's like, what one area? You have to pick one area. One photo area, one video area. I'm just saying that to myself right now. I would pick music videos for video and for photography, the type of photography I would do. Um, honestly, I, I've been enjoying headshots lately for businesses oh, yeah. and stuff like that. I have a talent with that, I think. I've, fig I've been really figuring out. It's not hard. Yeah. But nice. I enjoy it. Nice. Headshots. So you're... Um, what are we at now? 40 minutes? Let's get into your album a little bit. Yeah, you okay. Album coming Sounds out on good. 23rd. Yeah. 1123? 1123. What's, what's the meaning behind the, the name? <laughs> Only one other person's actually asked me about that so far. I'm surprised. But 1123. Now you're going to let a million people know. There's yeah. so many people that listen to this podcast. So to the million people <laughs> that are listening right now. Uh, okay, I'm calling it 1123 because it's my special number. So, um, and I knew I was going to, when I put when I was putting this these, these songs together, 
I knew that the next album I was going to make, like I knew this five or six years ago that I was going to call it that. Mm. I'm pretty sure like if you went onto my Twitter, I, it would be such a dig. But yeah. if you went on my Twitter somewhere, I remember typing it and putting it out that, I'm, that my next album I'm going to call it 1123. And the reason for that is because these numbers, I either see them together all the time or separately or 23 backwards. And it's always a sign of good. It's always a sign of I'm in the right place where I'm supposed to be. Mm. It's never been a negative thing. It's never been bad things happening. It's always been like um, an affirmation of like you're doing the right thing. You're in the right place. At least that's just how I took it. Anyways, yeah. I take it how I want. Yeah, but that's all that matters. So those numbers really stood out to me. So I wanted to make it significant. I wanted it to be like eleven twenty three. Nice. I like the simplicity of it. It's, it's just eleven twenty three. It's eleven twenty three. It's yeah. just my numbers. This is my good luck numbers. You know, like. Yeah. Um, they and follow me everywhere I go, man. Like it's it's wow. crazy. Like so many cool things have happened on the 11th and 23rd, and just like things. Yeah. Yeah. Or like eye-opening things, just whatever. There's like a nice. list that could go on, but. Nice. Yeah. So, so 11:23. And so, how long did it take you to make this album? Huh. Well, the oldest song on this album is five years old. But when I was making these songs, I wasn't thinking about making an album. Mm. I was just making these songs, right? Right. And don't mind me, I'm just going to get into this position here. Yeah, yeah, get comfy. Holy my legs. Comfy, Shit. So, they number or what? <laughs> I don't know what's oh, going yeah, on. Oh, yeah, we're in the van. I, I, I didn't say that. Maybe I did. But maybe you guys already know. We always do the podcast in the van. It's, it's a number one rule. Number one rule. So when I started making this music, I didn't know I was going to do an album. I kept making this music. And, uh, and I've really never told anybody this like on video or audio recorder. So I'm pumped that I can say this nice. because I've been telling people this. I made music while I was building my business, but I didn't want to be judged for being a hip hop rap artist in Saskatoon while I was starting to build this business for the reason that I didn't want anybody to label me or I didn't want any excuse. I didn't want anybody trying to like put that on me. Like I couldn't accomplish being a business person mm. who had never gone to school or anything like that. And around here, honestly, people don't really embrace hip hop rap. It's frowned upon. Like, it's yeah. very frowned upon. People don't really like it, and I don't give a shit. I'm going to do it anyways because yeah. this is what my heart says, but yeah. a lot of people just don't like it. We're in what Saskatchewan. What do you think that is? Why? Yeah. It's just the culture. We're just in a different culture. This is like... Lack thereof. Lack... We, we don't have too many people rolling through Saskatchewan to give us new culture. Not no. that it's... It's, it's it, slowly it's happening. It's like a knock, but it's fucking minus 40 here in the wintertime. Like, yeah. no, no one's like... Yeah, let's it's just the, this it's just the kind of people that live here. It's yeah. just it's just how the cards got dealt. To be honest with you, yeah. um, but there's a lot of money in Saskatchewan, so it's like you know. Okay, so going back to the whole thing, like my album, when I started making, I didn't know exactly that I was gonna make this album, but I didn't want to put any. I made all this music and just kept it in the. I kept it in the vault because I didn't. I'm like, I don't want to just put this out. No one's gonna care. It's good stuff. But I'm just going to save it yeah. because I didn't want anyone to be like, you're a rapper. You can't do your business or right. we're not doing business with you because you're a rapper. Oh, so I see what so saying. what I did is like I would tarnish your name or get, just give you. Well, it's just an excuse or... for people to hate whatever. Yeah. It, you know, you got to you got to, yeah. you know, yeah. figure out your best defense to do the offense. Right. So I had all these songs, held them off, held them off. And I was like, OK. And I thought about this the first day I did business. If I can do business good. Excuse me. If I can do business good, I can prove I have good customer service, prove I have a good quality content over and over and over and over and over again till I'm undeniable. Then when I go to put on my music, you can take it for what you want. You're one of my best friends. I really 
wouldn't see you any less if you don't listen to one of my songs for the rest of my life because honestly I'm not your I'm not begging for right. attention yeah. but I wanted to get the point across saying that I'm a businessman I do this and I also make hip-hop music you don't like my hip-hop music close that door don't listen to it right. but what you can't do is you can't take this part away from me because I rap because right. you can't do that I'm, I'm undeniable now yeah. I've done it too many times I've served too many people I've done too much great work and I continue to do that you can't take that from me but in the first year or two, easily someone could take it from me. Right. Don't do work with this guy. He's a hip hop rapper trying to right. do photo and video, especially in Saskatchewan, yeah. right? So the whole strategy was I want to do music so bad. I love it. I love it. I love it. But I'm going to do this as a strategy mm -hmm. to prove a point. It's long term so then, thinking. Yeah, and I knew that from the get go. So then I had all these songs. So going back, how long did it take the album to make? I guess five years. Yeah. And to be honest, I have another 10 songs already in the bank. Right. And by the time those come out, I'll be already, I'm ahead of myself. So all this music people are hearing, it's a, it's it's awesome stuff. I really think it's awesome. There's a song for everybody on there. You lost a friendship. You lost a girlfriend. Uh, you spend time with your family having parties. You uh, you go on that boat, the driving vibe. Um, you you like some street hardcore rap with some hardcore beats. You like some yeah. kind of old school hip hop. Um, there's one or two tracks for every type of person on this that's album awesome. and that's kind of the kind of cool thing that you're you're so like well versed in life and you do so much shit that you have a never-ending content you yeah. always no, have i got content for days you're, you're traveling all the time you're meeting new people we're all making the time. content right now yeah exactly so it's it's i'm sure it's never ending as far as like lyrics go and like storylines and, and song ideas exactly i like uh Sorry, I'm just getting more comfortable here. I, I'm still, I'm still working on my lyrics a bit because uh, I haven't wrote, I haven't been brushing up on those skills, so I need yeah. to work on my uh, lyrics a bit. But I have stories for days. What's the most challenging thing when you're creating an album? Is it like hmm. the lyrics, the 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 beats, putting it all together? I think it's a mix of everything. Lyrics, beats. You want beats people like, but you don't know if they're gonna like them or not. Do you Is make the it, beats on this? No, I, like, uh, I bought all my beats. Okay. But I wrote all the music. I recorded all the music. I mixed and mastered all the music. So I do a lot. I shouldn't say a lot more than everybody else now because a lot of guys actually do all that now. Like yeah. we're at an age now where everyone's a jack of all trades. Right. But it's still a lot. There's still a lot of guys that just rap and send yeah. the stuff off. But I did all that and like, I don't know. It's, it is a process. The, the, I think the most difficult part being an engineer is letting a mix be a mix. Right. <laughs> like when you're an engineer, it's like... Even before I came here, it's like I had one more mix to do. Right. I haven't uploaded the album yet, and I'm a week away, and I should be, but I'm going to do it today. Yeah. But I've listened to it enough on enough stereos, and I'm like, okay, now I don't hear anything. I'm good. So I think the hardest part for me is the finishing the mixes and like putting it together as a whole. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a lot of things. Yeah. But now that I've done it, now that I'm going to do it once, I'll have a way better idea of what I want to do next time. Nice. Like, this is going to be a good body of work. People will yeah. go back and be like... This is good shit. Hell yeah. But at the start, people are going to miss it. Yeah. People are going to miss it 100% just because I'm just starting out. I'm like just starting out just like I just said on my last post. It's like it reminds me of being in the first year of business. Yeah. My day ones definitely were fucking with it. And you gain a few new fans here and there. You really got to build it up before people really want to give it a chance. Right. And that's honestly it. Earn yeah. it. Yeah. Prove that you're not just a, a one-time thing. Prove right. it because I don't want Like as a fan, I don't want to follow you if you're just going to do something once or you're going to drop something every six months. I don't care. Yeah. And I'm just being real. So I'm like, I want to prove to people. I'm like, here's my album, 14 tracks. 
Got five music videos. Shot one in Colombia. Shot one in Vegas. Shot two in Kelowna. Wow. Going to LA. I'm probably gonna shoot one out there. Plus, do a podcast and a show if things work out. So, like, but that's why I think it's really cool. Is like, you know, I know you're talking about, you know, it's like you, the people that were messing with you from day one. But it's like, even if you weren't messing with Dilly Bat from day one, even just hearing this podcast and hearing that you were beatboxing and like rapping, like in your like early high school, you know, when you're like 14, 15. Mm-hmm that means you've been doing this a while like yep. it's like in you to like perform and create art and create content and um you know be this guy who you are now this dilly bat exactly so it's, it's kind of cool like whether you met you know new dilly back in the day or not he is who he is this is what you do this is me and so it's awesome that this album's coming out and we're going to kind of hear like a little bit of your life in in the lyrics and it's funny because all this stuff in the podcast if you listen to this podcast and then you listen to my album you'll hear things that i didn't even talk about I've never even said that it's in the podcast. Right. Like I talk about the depression, the suicide. I have that in a song. People are going to be like, are you okay? Yeah. yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. But I address that in a song to remind myself as a timestamp to never, ever go there again. But I had this, like, I got, the, the line goes, I guess, um, suicide on my mind, I'm dealing with the, ha- dealing with this pain. Had so many debates if I should leave like Cobain, bang, bang, mm. kiss the world goodbye and then I go to sleep. But this time when I close my eyes, I ain't counting sheep. Mm-hmm. It's a different, it's like saying if I went there. Right, yeah. Never would, but that's, so So that is a little piece of what we talked about here and right. there. The mud house, in the song called 100, I talk about living in a mud house with 17 people. Right. Um, like, like and, and there's wanna... bits and pieces that go from, like what I'm talking about now, yeah. that, that you'll see in the album, and it's just all true stuff of my life. I don't have to make anything up. My life's crazy as fuck. Yeah, and, and I, I want to, brush on that before we get into the five questions because like I, I know that your your tattoo is kind of like um it, it's almost like an image of someone holding like a, a gun to the bottom of their mm-hmm. chin but it's a camera yeah and you know I, I remember reading this book uh man's search for meaning and it talked about purpose and it talked about helping people getting out of you know this guy was a holocaust survivor and he yep. was a psychologist yep. so he's a really heady intelligent guy going through like he was in auschwitz and just the toughest time possible but he said the people that would, um, in his opinion, the people that survived were people that maybe didn't see their family die yet. So in their mind, they had purpose still because they thought maybe their wife, maybe their kids, maybe these people were still alive. Mm-hmm. So that gave them purpose. The people who saw their family die, everything was lost. They have no purpose anymore. So they would fold under the pre- like the pressure, or just like limp yep. when they shouldn't have. So with that tattoo... And I've went through this too, like, and, and I think it's important for people to hear. And there's no timeline on it. You might no. be going through dark times, but I think it is important to try and find something that gives you meaning or purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And for you, it was the camera, and so that's why yeah. I love the image of the camera going up into your chin, and it's 100%. like just snapping a picture, and it kind of, you know, the, it's a really cool idea and image. And if you don't mind me, I wanted to say about Please. the tattoo. So um, if you ever see me in person, you can ask about it. So pretty much the concept is, is it's a camera like this to the neck. And the idea is blowing out my brains with my ideas, which is what saved my life. The camera was my purpose. Yeah. This is what is my life. This is what saved me. This is what really made me made me like pumped for life. And I always remember. I'm glad I put the camera to my yeah camera to my vision to blow out my brains of ideas rather than blowing up my fucking brains yeah. like with something else. You know what I'm saying? So it's, awesome. it's like a deep thing, but I use it as motivation. I'm not scared. I wear my heart on my sleeves yeah. and uh, I think it's a good thing to do to help people be more okay with their darkness and their 
um, negativity and just know that you can get past it and it doesn't define you. It's just a part of your life that defines where you go next depending on how you take it so like and it's so easy to be so hard on ourselves like you oh were and saying, i'm hard as fuck on like, myself oh when we all are like you were saying yeah. when you were living with ryan and shaden and galbraith there mm -hmm. and you were like thinking that like you know maybe me or pierman and like we had it all good because we're making yeah. money we got a house and stuff but here i am just like my soul was rotting because i wasn't doing anything that brought me joy but on the outside and it's tough to talk about. Like, I didn't have the, the you know, call it courage to talk about it then. Fuck and yeah. so people don't know. So I think it's just good anytime we can get the courage to, like, talk about that type of shit. 100%. It is good, man. Because you never know who's going through some shit. They might appear to be strong and healthy, but well, and reality, exactly they're, they're not. And, and I wanted to add into this here. We're at, like, 53 minutes. we got to cut it down pretty quick here. But I want to say yeah. this. When people see our lives on social media, social media is a bunch of highlights. I take the time to actually share some of my negativity once in a while with people just so people know that, like, they're following a real person and that yeah. life isn't just happiness. But, like, if you never knew me or you, or I get a lot of people that actually misjudge me in general. People people really got a misjudge character of me, and I don't see it, but I think, and I argue with people this, I think it's a it's a misjudgment on based on people's insecurities because I can always back up what I'm saying with my context every time someone has something to say where they misjudge me because I know myself so well and I'm thinking about all the stuff before I even do it when someone ha like has a misjudging I go back and I correct them on, on that's just on my opinion but what I'm basically getting at is that people think that we're happy as motherfuckers ever just but happiness is a choice happiness is always a choice and it's up to you to get there but that doesn't mean everything's right it doesn't mean you're perfect doesn't mean that you don't fuck up yeah. doesn't mean bad shit doesn't happen but it just means that you've chosen that out of strength yeah and that's i always yeah. remember what the stoic said too like even a really good life is filled with pain and suffering you're not going to all of a sudden reach point a and life is just going to be uphill happiness from day one like even but it's running a choice your business, it's awesome that you're running your business you got the freedom you got all the creativity mm -hmm. but you're still going to have days where you're like fuck like not happy with how the day went you're no. gonna have your dark time so it's not like but no one sees that yeah exactly but it's it's just good to know that even like a good life you know don't just expect that once you create your own business or once you date this person or once you you know get this your you're gonna be happy forever no. it's life is just a roller coaster life ride. is just peaks and valleys and, and the better you get at mentally not getting high when the highs are high and not getting too low when the lows are low you'll do just fine just understand that life is a fucking battle so you're yeah. a warrior look at yourself in the mirror you're a warrior you're going to war not only with yourself with the world fuck yeah i love it buddy so um last we're, five questions here. yeah we're gonna do the last five questions here but just because the uh my uh anchor app is getting close to an hour i'm gonna exit this save it and then we're gonna reboot it and then i'll jump into the questions just because i don't want it to to fuck up the five questions okay. does that make sense sounds good so give us a sec here it's helping both of us out. It's cool. It's a cool thing. It's a cool piece of uh, uh, it's a cool piece of content. People like to see things on video. Yeah. Two. People get to know you a little more. Yeah. People get to know me a little more. Yeah. People get um, to know life a little more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, and and so, do you think? What do you think about the the sound? Am I gonna be able to get your sound? Do you think? I'll is, get is you my sound. Working so far? Yeah. I, I think that probably would pick it up, but we'll see. I'll listen to it after. Yeah, yeah, we got it all. That's a good mic, so. 
All right, so I'm ready. we are uh, at the end of the podcast, the section where I ask five questions. And again, um, just if anybody's listening and maybe you know that you're going to be coming on the podcast, I switch up the questions every time. So don't try any fast ones. And I heard uh, that. yeah, I so heard that. there will be no preparing. I, I just want like authentic, genuine answers. And if you don't have an answer, that's okay. But I'm going to hit you with some questions. All right, so uh, number one, since I'm a fat kid at heart, uh, so far the you know I had Ryan on, I had Kurt on, and yeah. they were both food questions. I got a food yeah. question for you. Perfect. So for those of you that have been following a Daily Bat, you probably know on his story he he's always joking about going from dad bod to shredded. <laughs> what is your favorite cheat meal that gets you that dad bod? And what is your favorite like healthy meal that gets you shredded? So we'll start with the cheat meal first. What's what your is my cheat favorite meal? cheat meal? Yeah. Huh. You gotta think on that one. Favorite cheat meal? Because you're not um, big on sweets, hey. Like you don't like. Don't candy fuck with desserts. Like, yeah, yeah. But I will have some cookies every once in a while from Subway. Okay. But I don't fuck with dessert. Okay. Go out to Red Lobster. Go out to Crazy Cactus. Cat or Crazy Cactus, Cactus Club. Wherever. Yeah. Don't fucking. I eat till I'm done. Don't give yeah. me no dessert. I ain't huh. fucking doing that shit. Crazy. Don't fuck with it. We're my dad makes fun of me. My dad's sense. like, motherfucker, you don't <laughs> fucking eat dessert. Like, yeah. Fuck that shit. So you're a little. You're, like you're like a burger guy or what? Like where I like burgers for yeah. sure. Uh, burgers, I like. <laughs> gotta go with the chicken snack wraps from McDonald's. Really, chicken I eat, snack wraps from McDonald's. So I got no shame you. in my game, man. I'll ride through there real quick, get two snack nice. wraps, and then hit the gym or do something like. Really? Yeah, I'm a wild man like that. So that's where you get the 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 dilly dad bod. Goes like chicken snack wraps. Hey, can I get two chicken snack wraps, please? Both grilled, both. Chipotle. Nice. Grilled makes it healthier. Does it? I don't know. It's better than breaded. <laughs> so, nice. All right. So now, what's what's your go-to like healthy meal that gets gets you shredded? Well, I'm a basic ass bitch when it comes to cooking. So, I like raw spinach, some broccoli, and a chicken breast on the barbecue. Nice. Um, carbs with that or what? Maybe a little bit of rice. Nice. Add nice. it in there. Yeah. Nice. Simple. Yeah. Sweet. Good answer. Thank you. All right, so number two, you kind of answered this already, but um, I'll put you on the spot just a little bit here. Um, I know you said you, you love pretty much everything you do, but if gun to your head, you have to do one thing of all the things that you do for income and business, what would it be? Is it photography, videography, hip hop artist? You know, what? what is it's it? It's videography. Videography? Yeah. So like music videos, weddings. Videography video and videography, and I'm going to go wild on this one. I'm going to say travel videos, videography. Nice. Specifically travel videos. Yeah. Sweet. I'm only allowed to travel the world in my travel videos. Nice. With the gun to my head. Love it, buddy. Yeah. Um, all right. So you've been in business for many years now. Six. What's, what's the biggest lesson you've learned through running your business? <laughs> what is the biggest lesson that I've learned through running my business? Yeah. Okay. Uh... I gotta do a little elaborate on this one. This is good. Biggest lesson I've learned. Yeah. I'm thinking of like 20 things right now, actually. Yeah. Biggest lesson I've learned. Be, audit yourself and be as real as you can be so that you can be the realest version of yourself to give yourself the most re real responsive uh, attention to your clients and to your job. If you're not real to yourself, you're not being honest with yourself, you're not going to get that 100% mm. authentic service and um, service and uh, and product because if your roots aren't good, how the hell is your tree going to be? How's your trunk? How's all, right. all going to be strong? So I believe that auditing yourself, 
to be nice. real as self-aware. fuck. Self as self-aware. Thank you. Yeah. Self-aware and asking yourself what you need to change about yourself. What's not good about you? Where your problem areas are, so that and patience. I have to add that in there. Patience. You only get patience. one. No, <laughs> but patience though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I gotta add that in there. It go. It goes yeah. together with it because yeah. without that. Like, I've learned it so much and it's right. built such character in me. I've actually often heard recently people being like, you're such a patient person. Mm. I'm patient as fuck because I've just been so unpatient too. Right. So, yeah, that's my awesome. answer for that Love one. it, buddy. So, audit yourself, self-awareness, and be patient. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Love it. All right. Uh, number four. Yep. What has been the biggest obstacle slash challenge you've faced while running Dilly Bat Productions? So biggest obstacle, biggest biggest challenge. Biggest challenge, and this is me being real and auditing myself and being honest, money management. Mm. Not the best of money management. And because of that, I could have been in a better place or had gear earlier. Right. But I'm not that good at money management, and I'm working on that. Yeah. So I feel like that's one of my... What do you spend your money on? You find um, where, where does it go? I know you you do buy like a lot of like good gear and you got yeah. nice gear, but like the, what, what? Tra- the rest is honestly you could say six years is not lots when you haven't had a I had a loan for seven thousand dollars when I started my business, and that was for a computer and a camera. One mm. of these cameras is actually the one recording you right now, mm. um, and I used all the rest of my money to travel and do things. If you actually look at my, if you look at my track record, all I've been doing is traveling. I get out of debt, and right. I, I just, I just paid twelve hundred dollars on the credit card. Then guess what I did? I put a flight on it to LA because right. uh, I'm investing. So I would say I'm reinvesting in my business without a loan. So right. that's where the money goes. I literally do that. I put. I don't like. I barely like. I haven't really been buying too much fancy shit. My food, hey, like you eat out a lot. That's, food, that's there you go. Actually, guy, food is actually the one. It adds. Amen up, to that. Actually, it food would up. be it. That's how you know you know your friends real well when you can tell them. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Now that I think about it, food. Yeah. But besides that, food and just travel, travel. and stuff. Like I don't. I'm not yeah. like a. I'm not too fancy. Be a little flashy here and there for music video and stuff like that. Yeah. But I make a no name brand shirt look good all the fucking time. Five dollars, ten dollars. Young model. Yeah, right. So now. that's your biggest obstacle challenge is money management. Yeah, on my own end. Up. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Good, buddy. All right, number five, last question. Here we go. This is the big one. This Woo. is the thinker. Woo! So, again, back to that kind of man's search for meaning, that purpose. You know, you're self-employed. It takes a lot of courage, grit, and determination. What drives you? What fuels that fire? You know, what? Why do you, why do you get out of bed every day to shoot film and, like, meet these people and create content? You know, what's fueling Dilly Bat? Do you know what fuels me? I believe since I was born that I was here to change people's lives and put an impact in people's lives. So every day when I wake up, besides me getting the job done, what motivates me is knowing that I have a special something about myself that maybe other people don't, and I need to go out there. And it's my responsibility as me being me to share that in the way that I communicate, the way that I do art. So what drives me is knowing that there's so many people out there that might need somebody like me, whether it's a good, bad instance, you need people like me that aren't afraid to just go out there. Mm-hmm. And so my ultimate drive to answer the question is that I'm trying to leave my footprints in the sand when I die. And I want to affect people in a good way. And I want to change people's lives. So I feel like when I wake up, it's a really deep thing that I'm here to change people's lives. That's what I was born to do. That's why I was adopted from a third world country and brought into this foreign place of warm in Saskatchewan. I was born to change people's lives I was born to change the world and you will see that in the next years and that's why I get up every day it's because 
I'm here to change the world. Awesome. That's buddy. honestly how I feel, and that's the real truth. And it's we'll look powerful. back on this. Yeah. We'll look back on this, and you'll someone will play this video clip again five, ten years from now. You know, like, holy shit, he was fucking right. Right. Self belief is incredible. Confidence so is different powerful, than being man. cocky. Remember that yeah. confidence is when you're confident in yourself and you say something to bring people up. Cockiness is when you bring yourself up and you're bringing people down. So don't get that confused because when you're in a weird spot, like confidence-wise, you're not feeling yourself, sometimes you mix that up just because you're seeing the perspective of how you're feeling and not what the actual thing is because people get that mixed up. So it's clear I wanted to say that. Boom. You guys heard it first. Dilly Bat uh, album comes out on the 23rd. And right? the party is on the 31st. Get your tickets. It's going to be a wild one. Last year, we actually packed our birthday, my birthday, May 10th last year at Melody Bar. So come on out. It's going to be a good time. Come network. I know so many different types of people. It's going to be a good time. I'm going to cut it there. Fuck yeah. Nomadic Ninja. Love my you, brother for life. Thanks for always being a good friend. Yeah. And I can't wait to look back on this in years and just be like, hey, I picked a good homie that not only always has self-reflection and talks about some real shit, but we grew and we're so different. Yeah. Yet we come together on common ground. Yeah. I appreciate you, man. We, we, like I said at the beginning, we've been friends for a long time and you've been someone that has been, really been on the front lines of trial and error. Mm -hmm. Like when you're running your business, like whether you got into audio engineering, you know, you're one of the first out of six people that, that pass and, you know, really kind of lowest mark the in the class, and, by the way, 63. Yeah. So it's like, you really kind of lead by, lead by example. And mm -hmm. I told Ryan this on the podcast, told Kurt on this podcast, on his podcast. Yeah. I, I got to listen you. to another one. Shout out to Kurt, by the way. Yeah. I think you're a dope ass dude. Yeah. Don't even know you, but I can tell by the look in your face and everything. You're yeah. a good fucking man yeah. and hope we can have a coffee sometime. So, yeah. I appreciate it, buddy. Love you. Thanks Myself. for coming on. Thank you. All right, buddy. Haha. -ha. That was great. Oh, that was dope. <laughs>